episode 250 of Nerd's Eye View for the 10th of November. I'm Jordan, and I'm joined as a disembodied voice by Andrew and Matt. Hi. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Uh, Jordan, I mean, you don't have to say specifically where you are, but uh, just so the listener knows, you're not in studio with us today. No, I am I'm in a, uh, we'll call it a bunker. Uh <laughs> I'm preparing for the bombs to drop, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to wake up in a couple hundred years and save the wasteland. So. Nice. That sounds like a good plan, uh, yeah. but just, yeah, you're, you're a disembodied voice that is joining us, and uh, that's technology. I love it. We, we feel so fancy. Yeah. I, f- I feel like we finally have our big boy pants on. Uh, so today we will be reviewing Spectre. Yeah, that's a movie. Sing the song. Do you it's remember the Spectre when song? you're a Spectre? No, that's Skyfall. How does that work? It, I, I, this is kind of a preview of the review, but when did it become like the thing to have two singers for the intro song to... Because they did it in the last one, right? Skyfall, wasn't that two people? No, no, no. Skyfall was just... Um, What's her face? That lady. Yep. That is it Adele? Lady. English Adele. There Adele. you go. Adele. Was was like, English oh, okay, name. so then then it was quantum because I watched them quantum all in one two. night. I I uh, I got like a deal. There was a deal on iTunes for um, the first three movies. It was cheap, mm-hmm. so I got them all uh, and watched them before I saw Spectre. That's, that's and good. It's Quantum of Solace that has Jack White and, and Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. So that's I don't know. That's weird. That's not the first time that it's been multiple people. I don't think. No, maybe that was. Okay. The f- Maybe it was the first time it was like two separate artists. But before uh, then, they've had... Um, was it, it your Duran like Duran? Bands and stuff, yeah. <laughs> Not just a solo artist. Going yeah, on. look, there's, there's two Durans. That's, yeah, that's two, right? Yeah, there's Duran and Duran. Yeah, yeah. you figure out who's who. It's like Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, yeah. But before that, we have uh, our countdown. We've got the new releases on DVD, Blu-ray, TVD. And, uh, and then after our... Uh, our baseline review, our, our, what do you call it? Our haven't, you haven't seen the movie review. We've got our guess the ending. And then after that, we have our discussion where we're going to get into the nitty gritty. If, if you've seen Spectre and you want to, you want to hear about particular scenes or, or, you know, or the ending, what we'll definitely the, talk yeah, about, the ending about the ending in the discussion segment. Definitely. Spoil, spoilers abound in that section, mm-hmm. but, uh, but let's get to it with the uh, countdown. Uh, number ten. <laughs> How, no, oh, sorry. Hold on, I got confused. Uh, count me down. I feel like he's doing. I feel like he's doing that on purpose, Andrew. I'm not entirely sure, but I definitely don't want to do number ten. Paranormal Activity: The Ghost Dimension, which unfortunately you're going to be paid to do in Hi. number nine. Hi, I'm your intern. Uh, which is what you are before your number eight. The Last Witch Hunter. Who actually, if you saw the movie, got number seven. Burnt. Because he tried to take down number six. Old oh, Transylvania. <laughs> Sorry. Located across number five. The Bridge of Spies. And when you travel that way, you get number four. This is like the same voice. Goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> You'll definitely have those if you're number three. The Martian. Who wanted to eat Number two. How do you make uh, Woodstock sounds for the Peanuts movie? What was that? Doesn't he do that noise? I think so. Okay. But uh, 
if you don't want to see that movie, you'd probably become a number one. Spectre. James Spectre. You know, that was the weirdest change to that, the whole pantheon of those movies, is they changed his last name. That was weird. (laughs) Well, it's because he's so well-known now. I thought we were saving spoilers for the end. Oh, no. Guys. Whoops. My bad. Oh, turn off the pod now. Turn off the pod? Mm -hmm. Turn off the pod. Sorry, Jordan. I just tried to adjust your volume, and now you sound extra quiet. I'm I'm working on it. Just keep going, guys. (laughs) Just just say nice things. We're having adjustments in the field. Uh, So... The first two movies accounted for almost a hundred million, which was or over a hundred million. That's insane. Uh, Andrew, I had two Peanuts movies in my FML this week. Well, the strangest thing was so uh, for those who don't know, Jordan's going to definitely tune out right now. FML is Fantasy Movie League, which is some kind of a free fantasy baseball football style league for film for nerds <laughs> in the box awesome. office style. And um, the crazy thing was, so it said that the perfect lineup was Peanuts once. And like not or seven woodlawns or something. Was it really? I don't understand Aww. the perfect lineup setup. Like it makes no sense to me because I put Spectre in my top. Yeah, of course I put Spectre. I and didn't. S- and that's insane to me that you would not. But uh, I knew Spectre was going to be really good. And then I banked on what was the Scout's bonus? Guide to the Apocalypse getting the bonus, but it didn't. It went to the Martian. Oh, I had Martian. Huh. Anyway, but the bonus, I think, is calculated by the most amount of money made in the least amount of theaters. Yeah. So you get a three million bonus. See, this is why we should next time uh we should read the rules because I kind of just skimmed over the rules like, okay, let's do this. I think. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that's what the bonus is. Yeah. Is this is this a new segment of the show you guys didn't tell me about? Well, only when Matt's here. Sorry. Okay. All right. Because he's the only one who plays with me. No one else can will t- play this dumb, dumb thing with Aww, me. Oh, you're adorable. Are you in the sandbox? It's just you and Matt. I'm just, I'm going to call it dumb because like, it seems like the rules are made up. And uh, the points don't matter. <laughs> what is this? Uh, whose line is yeah. it? Anyways, all right. Anyway. So uh, I'm surprised anyone saw the Peanuts movie. Uh, $44 million worth did. Yeah. Well, I think especially given the fact that there's still a lot of children movies out there, mm-hmm. and the intern burnt. Yeah, oh, wait a second. you know, Bridge <laughs> of Spies, <laughs> Last Witch Hunter, totally a kids movie. <laughs> Paranormal Activity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the Ghost Dimension? Oh, there's a kid in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somehow this is. I love that the intern is still in this top ten, though. Yeah, holding on. It's so enjoyable, just like he did. How, how much what does that movie made for like maybe 10 million well I don't know it had De Niro and Hathaway they're, they're, they're worth big bucks 12 million yeah yeah that's closer <laughs> okay. that's probably closer okay um, yeah no but I still think like given the fact that Spectre did 70 and Penis did 44 that's a pretty good week and I mean you know we're in the fall and school's a session and then there's no uh, no holiday yet so mm. that's Really nice showing, I think. Yeah, it is. Especially given I don't follow the box office that the 70s much. 70s huge. Yeah. Like, real, that's really big. Really big numbers. And they've been advertising. I think, it's a, I think it was the advertising budget. And the fact, we also can't discount the fact that um, this is, this is going to be his last movie as Bond, right? We don't so, know. Jordan, we don't know. I, f- I feel like <laughs> this was... Don't, yeah, don't right, take away right. his hope. We'll save that for the review. Jordan. <laughs> All right, sorry. Don't don't, don't take make away me his, sad. Yeah, don't take away his hope. 
Okay. I'd love for I'd love for Craig to somehow do more than Roger Moore. It's okay. it so bothers me that Roger Moore has like seven of the of well, Bond films. Yeah, it was a different time. He did it until he was like eighty. It was insane. He started when he was like sixty. Like he just so people either people back in the day like campy, yeah. and now we like gritty. Well, okay, I don't want to. I want to get into it in the review. Yeah, let's 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 save that for the there's review. There's a lot of let's, let's a get loaded on question. to new releases. What's a new release? No, I got this. Uh, DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, you can go check out. I'm going to say them both together because we reviewed them together. <laughs> Mr. Holmes and Trainwreck. Both great films. Uh, we reviewed them in episode 237. Uh, Mr. Holmes, if you don't recall, was about an aged Sherlock Holmes go who's on. trying to solve a mystery. And he's played by, uh, oh, what's his name, Jordan? That wonderful Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Wonderful actor. And then Trainwreck, a totally different film. It's uh, uh, Amy Schumer uh, uh, made this film. uh, Oh, that's the one I saw the billboards for. Yeah. Yeah. It's about a woman who has to figure herself out, kind of. It's good? Yeah. Both of those are good? Yeah. Yeah, those are both good. Remember, I've only seen like six movies this year. (laughs) (laughs) One of them was Mad Max, right? No. Oh, no. Still haven't seen it. Wow. I haven't even seen Ant-Man. How many of them have been in English? Uh, I'd say five. What's the Spanish one? Uh, what did I watch? I feel like I watched something that had Spanish this year. Did you watch the egg one? No. That the Jordan stars in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in that movie. No, I think they're all English then. Okay. Uh, okay. Then moving on, a film that I wish I saw in theaters, but it only lasted about a week. Selfless. That's yeah. uh, Tarsum's newest. Oh, yeah, yeah. With uh, Ryan Reynolds. Did you see it as the star? Out of theaters, or I haven't seen it yet. On demand, not or anything even like had that? a chance. Hmm. Not even a chance yet. But yeah, I really, I'm gonna see it soon. I really want to see that. I'm upset I didn't see it in theaters because I'd seen Immortals in theaters and Mirror Mirror. Yeah, those were his last two. Um, One wh- was way better. Where than was the it? Other. Where was it at? What? Where was it playing at? Selfless. Yeah. It was like everywhere, but it was just, it did so badly in that first week, even mm-hmm. though it had Ryan uh, Reynolds. As yeah, the, it had a big push. Mm-hmm. Uh, then next, a film called Tangerine, uh, which if you don't recall, I don't blame you. It was kind of a smaller release, but I was fascinated by it. And I think it, it got a lot of good like indie press. Uh, I believe it, this one was shot entirely on iPhones, and uh, it was shot on the streets of LA, kind of more natural setting. Oh, is that uh, the one? Uh, yeah, that's the one about the woman she gets out of jail and finds out her uh, uh, pimp is uh, what doing something bad. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. So, so then just every normal day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A normal L.A. day. Uh, and then also Terminator Genesis, which I think Jordan saw. Mm-hmm. And? And he loved it. Uh, I appreciated what it was trying to do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Continue uh, the Terminator sure. name. It, it it definitely changes things up. Let's just say that. Uh, so that sounds like a glowing review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it, I don't know, I'm gonna leave it on my. If it comes on TV scale, I mean, okay. it, it, uh, if you like the Terminator series, you probably it probably wouldn't hurt you to rent it from Redbox for a dollar. But um, <laughs> it, it wouldn't hurt you to wait on that one. You don't need to go buy it right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were interested in enough to buy the film, you would have sold it in theaters anyway, and you don't need my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on to DVD only. Uh, we have the only title in DVD only is, uh, is what we're going to play our game with today, where I will give some clues, 
and uh, the both of you will attempt to guess what this movie is about. Uh, starting with Matt, the film is titled Big Baby. Big Baby. Yes. Is that my first clue? Well, that's what it is. Uh, that's the title. Mm-hmm. Man, there's not a lot of good information here. I mean, okay, so... Seven names. I'll give you the... <laughs> but please, give it a try. Because <laughs> none of the names look familiar to me, so I, that's not a good... That's not a good... Okay, so... I will either give you... Okay, how about this? <laughs> Matt, you can either have uh, the tagline that's on the poster that I see. Oh, boy. Or every single character name that's in the synopsis and i think there's only two i'll take the uh the character names in the synopsis <laughs> okay here you go so as you as you recall it's called this film is called big baby uh the character names that i have are dr simon and bobby oh boy and i have to guess what i think this is about what do you think this film is about um I think it's like a uh, like a Clockwork Orange type scenario meets Searching for Bobby Fischer because that came into my mind. <laughs> it's not a it's not a normal it's not a real baby. Oh, okay. It's not a nine months type scenario. Mm-hmm. That's so, it. That's all I got. That's all you got. Uh huh. Okay, Jordan. Crazy doctor movie. I don't even need any more information. I'm just going to guess that you don't it want the tagline? About a baby that got uh, hit by an enlarging beam and is terrorizing the city. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you the real one. Uh, but I will say, Jordan, you are the closest you've ever been. <laughs> uh, so the tagline was, he's growing up overnight. Oh, like a honey, I didn't. I blew up the kids. Well, when it, okay, here's the actual description uh, for Big Baby, which came out this year. When a mad scientist, Dr. Simon, invents a genetic transformation machine, a group of evil businessmen scheme to steal his billion-dollar idea. But before they get the chance, Dr. Simon's four-year-old grandson accidentally turns his body into that of a 30-year-old man and runs off. Now baby Bobby's siblings must catch him and figure out how to change him back before their parents get home and also before the bad guys get to him first. Is Joe Pesci one of the bad guys? No, I don't recognize any of these names in... The 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 I think Doctor Simon in the poster he looks like a bad Robin Williams impersonator, <laughs> and I mean that like nicely. What wow! Do you, what well, do you think, Jordan? There, there are no add other... this to your queue? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's no other information. There, no, the, the, there's no notable names. Andrew Lawrence, no. Maureen McCormick, Ken Dav- Davishian. Kip Gilman and Kim Hamilton. Oh, okay. these are a bunch of B actors. These are a bunch of like D actors. Yeah, these are people that you've seen in like one scene of a good movie, and and then maybe in another scene of another good movie. Because like, why they, does the baby turn thirty? That's very. That's already a thing that I'm concerned with. Yeah, I'm very concerned. That's when you become a man at thirty. Yeah, and then can he speak? Like, I, there's so many questions I have that I don't think this film even will try to answer. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, so that was our DVD release game thing. I gave it two stars. For the document to load back up on my iPad, and then I can continue on to TVD. The Gambler. Uh, but I, oh, no, do, Blu-ray. Blu-ray only. New on Blu-ray. This yeah, is the Gambler. surprising. The Gambler. Yeah, it's which the Kenny Rogers out. documentary, right? This is the, um, 
Mark uh, uh, Wahlberg film. Oh, okay. The Mark Wahlberg film that came out last Christmas. It's just now hitting Blu-ray. It came out on DVD right away, and it's just now getting on Blu-ray. Well, is you, that a new trend? You, you gotta know. You gotta know your market, okay? You gotta know when to hold them. Yeah. Whoa. You gotta know when to fold them. Are we moving on? I can only take that much. Uh, but yeah, that's a thing. Play Misty for me. It's new on Blu-ray. That sounds that's familiar. A Clint Eastwood film. There we go. Have you seen that, Jordan? No, I have not. It wasn't this like his first directorial movie. I don't know because I didn't look that far. But it uh, it also stars Jessica Wal- Walter. The, the mother from Arrested Development and Archer. And uh, it looks like it's a thriller. Thriller! Yeah, it's about, a, it's about a woman who becomes obsessed with a radio DJ. And then he meets someone and her uh, stalker tendency turns into a murderous tendency. I love it. And then uh, last on new on Blu-ray, Sergeant Kabukiman, NYPD. I'm sorry, what are you saying? Sergeant Kabukiman. Okay. It was it was his first movie, and you should all look up the the poster for Kabuki Man. Uh, oh, I've, I'm that very is, aware of that Sergeant is something Kabuki special. Man. It is a trauma film, if that means anything to you. It should. Are you saying trauma like the English would say trauma? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying trauma as in the people who made the toxic uh, Avenger. Avenger. Oh. The they made Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. I've never seen it, but I'm very aware that it exists. Okay, I'm looking up this poster right now. It says says Columbo with a dash of Jim Carrey on the cover. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is is right up Andrew's alley. Yeah, it looks insane, right? This looks like a superhero for the 90s. Yeah. He he looks like, uh, what's his face? Nope, can't say that. I mean, he's a kabuki man, literally. Uh, and and uh, continuing on things that I didn't know that I should have loved on TVD. That's scary looking. Yep. On TVD, uh, the complete series of Auto Man. Oh, Auto Man. Did you ever see Auto Man? Yeah. Is this the uh, documentary about Auto from The Simpsons? Auto no, Man? No. 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 What is well, this? we're going to play the game. Has Jordan seen Auto Man? I'm going to say no. What do you think, no. Matt? Oh, oh. Jordan just, no, just I don't it. even. <laughs> There's no point to play the game with this. I've never even heard of this. Auto Man, it's from the creators of Tron. It's about what a, a man who can turn into a computer man. That's who wow. he's called Auto Man. You when need to see the look at the DVD cover. Look up Auto Man oh or God. click the link. Because it's basically a guy in a Tron suit and he has a Tron style car. You know what I mean by yeah. Tron Tron the Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. something else. It's like what we thought computers were back in the eighties. <laughs> mm. I so want to watch it. I'm getting there. I'm getting... Oh, boy. This is like a... It looks like a Lamborghini of some sort. Just with meets blue Tron. lights on it. Yep. Has I mean, Desi there are Lamborghinis Arnaz right now that look like that. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. That Auto coming back into, He's coming back into style. Yep. And then finally on TVD, Better Call Saul, season one. I'm going to guess Jordan fully caught up 100% on this show. Matt. Is it, is it any is it any good i don't know i don't watch it jordan no he he's they, matt doesn't know that we're playing a game right now which which game is this matt we're always playing games uh jordan saw it and he hates it <laughs> i've seen every episode and I, i'm enjoying it yeah all right so that's it for the new releases on all the things if you want to pick any of those up go to your local video store 
which is located just down the street. You just never looked for it. Isn't that amazing? All you have to do is look and you'll find it. <laughs> Where is help it? people out. It's just down the street. Just go take a walk. Uh, stop, stop looking at your computer. There's bound to be one. Stop looking at your computer. I did pass a, a video store. Oh, shoot. What was it called? I passed one called Hawaiian Video. Hawaiian Video? Day. And it, that excited me. Ooh. No. I, I, shoot, I don't remember what it was called, but it was literally the only video store in the town mm-hmm. because uh, we were like traveling up north. Oh, you went to, to the mountains? Yeah. Mountain Man. Oh, yeah. This town had four bars, only one video store. Wow. Wow. It's like, you only need one. Oh, yeah. It was like only 400 people in the town. Yeah. Nice people, though. All right. So let's, uh, let's move it right along. When we come back, uh, we will be reviewing Spectre. Hello out there in Benview podcast land. My name is Josh and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games or more accurately listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. Forensics finally released this. What is it? Personal effects they recovered from Skyfall. You've got a secret. Something you can't tell anyone. Because you don't trust anyone. I always knew death would wear a familiar face, but not yours. Ah! I was at a meeting recently and your name came up. I'm flattered London is still talking about me. It wasn't MI6. You are a kite. Dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. Welcome, James. It's been a long time. And finally, here we are. Spectre, directed by Sam Mendes, written by John Logan, Neil Purvis, uh, oh, there's a lot of names, Robert Wade, Jez Butterworth, I remember seeing that name on the screen. Oh, yeah. And of course, Ian Fleming did some, did the characters. <laughs> Thanks, IMDb. Did he do any notable characters? Yeah, I think he did uh, uh, Hamish Bond. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, and starring Daniel Craig, Christoph Waltz, Leah Sado, Sado. Yes, our guess is as good as yours. Dave Bautista. Oh yeah. Ben Wishaw, Ray Fiennes, Monica Bellucci, Naomi Harris, Andrew Scott, Rory Kinnear. 
This is a star-studded affair. I did it. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. Uh, I could keep going, but, you know, they're not as big as the others. Am I crazy? Was Rory Kinnear in the last one, too? Or, or Yeah. Okay. I do not remember him in Skyfall. Is that bad? Uh, did he hang out with right. Ray Fiennes a lot? He was just uh, M's right-hand man the whole time. I mean, I love him. I think he's, during the entire movie. I think he's great. He's fantastic in that show. Uh, what's it called? That show? Oh, oh sh- yeah. What's Peaky Blinders. Was Is he in Peaky in- Blinders? Which one? Peaky Blinders? You're always no. talking about Peaky Blinders. Penny Dreadful. Oh. He plays Frankenstein's monster. What? Yeah, he's that fantastic. Feels like it should be a spoiler, but I don't care. I love it. I now real- know something about that show. <laughs> uh, Tom loves that, it. That yeah. show's real good. Yeah, no, he was telling me about that re- recently. Uh, like, I think the last time I saw him. I'm going to say I'm used to being a real jerk. Don't look at the cast listing on IMDb if you don't want semi-spoilers that probably already knew. It's because people are allowed to edit this crap. That's so weird to me, though. Where are you seeing these spoilers? This is a character name. Oh. That's a reveal, I'd say. Even though, I mean, come on. We all knew, but I don't mm-hmm. want to say it right now because we're still in the regular review. One of us didn't yeah. know. <laughs> well, please. You only saw six movies this year. <laughs> Um, I saw six good ones. I so Spectre, for those who don't know what we're talking about, is the newest James Bond film uh, where uh, it's just a lot of James Bondy stuff going on. It's uh, just Jimmy Bond. Well, Christoph Waltz plays the villain, uh, which everyone mm-hmm. is excited for because Christoph Waltz is an amazing actor. And if there's one thing he was perhaps born to play, it was a James Bond villain. Uh, so that's that's good. He's great in it. He's not in it enough, I'd say, but he's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty like it's kind of crazy to me. Like the the actual the whole like plot of this film is really James Bond digging into kind of his past and kind of like what what has been going on this whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and- yeah, I mean, it, it became pretty clear to me when I watched all of the movies before going to see this one mm-hmm. that this really has been a saga. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that everything is kind of culminating in this film. Like, um, one of the characters even says, you know, like, um, it's all leading up to this. And when you look at this one compared to the other films, and I would, I would argue that... If if you guys haven't seen the other movies in a while, you definitely should. And if you guys, if our listeners enjoy the James Bond movies, the recent ones, um, they should definitely rewatch them before seeing this, or if they have seen it already, watch them again, because everything really does lead to this movie. I would argue as uh, the film, the film tries to. Um, uh, uh, I, I'll talk about this more in discussion, but d- do a connection to Skyfall which I think mm-hmm. is the weakest of all the connections that it tries to do. I agree. Uh, but I think even still, I think it's very impressive that they started something in Casino Royale that continued in Quantum of Solace, and they picked it up again m- seamlessly in this mm-hmm. film. And yeah. it's kind of great. And for those who don't know, uh, it is pretty common knowledge that Spectre, the name Spectre, is the name of the evil organization <laughs> that James Bond fights against. Uh, at least it was a big deal in the older films. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they did a great, I think they even did a great, like, a, a back, back explanation sto- job of, because um, in Dr. No, I don't think they say Spectre at all in Dr. No, but then in the second film from Russia with Love, they introduce the whole idea of Dr. No, um, he was a member of Spectre. And that's, right. that kicks off why Spectre doesn't like James Bond in that, in that original series, because mm-hmm. he, James Bond, like, targeted one of their members. So it's like, and this is this is doing a, of course, because it's modern, and it's uh, the timelines are all kind of funky. Uh, Spectre wasn't in this version of James Bond until this movie, so I I think it's they they did a really good job of reintroducing uh, an old villain in a sense. Yeah, it's pretty commendable in a sense to piece together those timelines, especially when originally, I don't think there. I mean, there is continuity, but it's not like mm-hmm. you know something. You know, what am I trying to say here? Uh, it, it, it makes those other movies, it shines a new light on what the stake was in Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace mm-hmm. because they are fighting a, a cabal of sorts in Quantum of Solace. Like there is this shadowy organization, but they call it Quantum. Yeah. Well, that was, and, that was mostly because at the time they didn't have the rights to Spectre. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that whole thing, it's, it's all been leading to this. Like, you just find out that the Le Chiffre in, in Casino Royale was using Quantum's money to do a bunch of stuff, and he lost it. And that was the whole reason for the, the whole poker tournament. Mm-hmm. And then from there, digging deeper into that, they try and find um, who Green is working for, and he's a member of Quantum. And then we also get the side story of, you know, the general and all that stuff. And then Skyfall feels like a weird side story. It's a detour for sure. But but for me, I feel like there is a good reason for Skyfall to happen mm-hmm. because if you look at the events of Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, James Bond is getting closer and closer to the shadowy organization, mm-hmm. getting the point where they're starting to get worried he's going to get there. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You take a rogue agent that used to work for MI6, you give him the resources and everything at his disposal to go after them, and you let him loose. Mm-hmm. And that's what Skyfall is. Mm-hmm. So You're saying a lot of good words, and I like them. I feel like... I feel like when you when this movie puts all the the past three films in in perspective mm-hmm. and really makes you realize what was actually happening mm-hmm. because James Bond as was the audience was getting little pieces of information with every film and it, by the time this film happens by the time you are watching the credits of this film you understand why everything happened in all of those movies and it's it's a really it's a nice bow mm-hmm. i feel like uh i want to talk about Q and Money Penny and all those wonderful other people who are hanging around, but their names who, are not James Bond. Who, who in the past movies were like in one scene? Yeah, well, when Q was introduced in Skyfall, I was super delighted. And after watching this film, I want to go back and watch Skyfall again just to see Q again in Skyfall. Oh, he's just as adorable. Because I think what they've done with Q in Spectre is that they've they decided they wholeheartedly they leaned real hard into this. Q is always, uh, uh, even though this is a young guy, he is an old man inside. Yep. He is he is Desmond Llewellyn, but he's just now a young man body, and mm-hmm. so he has this he has the same kind of weird sensibility and mannerisms, even though he's like hip 
he he still kind of acts like this old guy. Like I love that he makes the joke when Bond comes to his little lab and he says, because uh, he's got the broken up car, and he says, I told mm-hmm. you to bring it back in one piece, not bring back one piece. And he laughs at his own joke, and Bond just doesn't. <laughs> he's not into it. Everyone around him is just like, oh, yeah, I guess that was funny. Yeah. But Q, <laughs> I think really- Q had been practicing that joke. Q had that mm-hmm. joke ready. Q was like, this will get him. I love it. And that's mm-hmm. that I love that that's Q. And yeah. then same thing with uh, with Moneypenny, where she, um, now that they've introduced the Moneypenny character, um, and she's so, I think, different from the previous Moneypenny, I like that she's more action-oriented and that she's she's independent of Bond. Like, Bond needs her help, and, and she'll help because, you know, they're, you know, they're all working together. They're all yeah, because Skyfall sets her up as a field agent that yeah. just was taking ta- taken off the field because of what happened in Skyfall mm-hmm. and then decides to not be in the field anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that that's her, that's her origin story. Mm-hmm. And I like uh, there's a, the, the one really great scene that I think she gets here is Bond calls her up unexpectedly in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and she has someone over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she has a life. It's really funny because like in older Bond movies, it just seems like she's just a straight secretary for the most part. Yeah. And it seems like she's just ready and waiting for Bond, just waiting for that one day when he when he finally settles down and says, "You're the one I want." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this new money. Buddy. Yeah, definitely. But the difference is, is he's like, he's actively pursuing her, and she's she's you know, keeping her distance. Like, like she's not just melting for him. Mm-hmm. And that makes her way more of an interesting character. Yeah, there's no, oh, James. <laughs> that was like a line that Moneypenny said in literally every old Bond film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I don't even know what else I want to talk about. Most things I want to talk about are in the spoiler section. Yeah, okay. we don't have a lot. But I do, I, again, I mean, we're just going to go character by character. Uh, Dave Batista. Yeah, he was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, he was killing it. Literally, literally and figuratively everywhere everywhere just killing it everywhere um i didn't know that he had a gimmick uh and then in the film we see what his kind of gimmick is he only does it once yeah right but it's a great gimmick like mm-hmm. uh you know and it's definitely in the style of an older bond sub villain oh definitely right? it's like a jaws type yes you know. Uh, but it's just it's so it's so different that it's like oh this is this is so good but I think that's what I think Spectre really nails is like it makes you it gives you the feeling of all the old Bond films but it modernizes everything in such a way where you don't feel like a bad person like because some of the old ones are kind of like bad to minorities bad to women like just and not written very well and this is right. like no this is a good movie it's not you know it's not crazy offensive I, it's, there's probably some offensiveness to this film that i'm not noticing but uh it's and it's like it's fun it's actually kind of fun yeah yeah there's not much i want to say other than that that's non-spoilery i mean mm-hmm. i liked it a lot that was really good it's uh it's a good combination i think of i thought casino royale um at least uh, maybe it's just sam mendez and and the writing in general between Skyfall and um, and Spectre, because I feel like this movie is also a good combination of Casino Royale and, and Quantum of Solace, where mm. Casino Royale is very, to me, that that it's really gr- gritty, and I like the slow pace of it. 
I had to watch it a second time to appreciate it. The first time I watched it, I just thought it was, it's an okay Bond movie. Um, and, and then Quantum of Solace is, it's a lot of action and it's, sometimes it's a little ridiculous with the action. <laughs> um, but I thought like this movie and Skyfall are great marriages of the, uh, the first two. And I think that's more than anything. That's a, a tribute to the director. Yeah, it's definitely slower. Some people are. I've seen some complaints around about that online, and I'm glad that you brought that up, Matt, because uh, I feel like it it it's suited towards what's happening in the film. Like it's contemplative in its pacing because what we're seeing is kind of a breaking down in the mystery of of the history of of intelligence in the spy field, but also James Bond's past and how that connects to what's happening in this saga. So, I think it fits. Yeah. That's good. Well, I think we should just tell people to stick around for the discussion if they want to hear more, so that we can really just go crazy. But I, th- I, th- I my recommendation is see this film. It's a great mm-hmm. film. It's a good action film. It's a good Bond film. It's a great Bond film. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun. It's interesting. It's exciting. Yeah, like I, I necessarily don't think you need to have seen the others to get something out of it. Yeah. Um, some of the 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 plot points and the way that they reveal them um, won't be as much of a shock to you. Um, yeah, because it it talks about people and names and stuff and. Yeah, even the intro cinematic shows some important scenes, but it's. Oh my goodness! I, you I don't have to see the other ones. I freaked out. Matt will attest to this in the intro when they showed uh, old the older villains and whatnot. Yeah. In the in the intro. Oh I was yeah, like, he did. Oh my god! I was like, they're they're showing them now. Like that's this means this is going to be like important. I don't know. It, was, it got me excited. And yeah. Then, and that's something you never saw in the other Bond movies previously. No. You know, the older ones, regardless of which Bond it was, like never saw something like that Mm -hmm. i think i think yeah with the older bonds there was kind of generally a loose connection between them the the biggest thing was an event that happened in um on her majesty's secret service which is the george uh lazenby film uh the one uh and that's the only time when james bond gets married and then they kill off his wife and then in a couple of the roger moores they reference the fact that his wife is dead uh, and I even thinking of Pierce Brosnan, they reference the fact that his wife is dead, which is so like such a cra- it was a crazy idea back then, and now the level of continuity between Bond films is huge. Yeah, because this, I mean, Casino Royale kind of started off as a origin story, mm-hmm. kind of like a rebirth of the character, because mm-hmm. it it the, it starts with him achieving double O status. Yeah, and then in this, you know. Like it, it really feels like a saga for the first time where they're, it's not, each movie's not a day in the life of Bond. This yeah. is Bond's story. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I think that's really how going forward, if, if they, um, they want to get away from Daniel Craig or, or whatever, or if they want to start a new series with them, I, I, I like that this is one gigantic story broken up. I mean, we see that with, almost every series of uh, movies now that are, you know, like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you, you got that with Harry Potter and like these long book franchises and this is no different. And, and mm-hmm. I like that it was treated that way. And I think they could do more, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. 
All right, let's put a cap on this review. Any last words, Jordan, before we get to discussion? I mean, before we get to no, passing just, on the just show. Just that I think people should definitely go see it. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters. Uh, this weekend, we got By the Sea. We've got The 33. We've got Love the Coopers. My All-American. And in limited release, Entertainment. That seems pretty generic, huh? Right. Just, it's That's... just entertainment. You might as well just called it movie. Movie. Oh, my God. You know how much I'd watch a movie called movie? <laughs> uh, film. Would, would, would the movie film be too pretentious? No. I think I'd love that. Okay. Um, what? Oh, so let's, before we do guess the ending, let's give out some thanks. Ooh. Uh, first of all, to... Silent Partner, who did our theme song, which is their song, Sophomore Makeout. Uh, you can find that and more at the YouTube Audio Library. That's youtube.com slash audio library. Uh, if you like our theme song, nope, that's not the words I mean to say. If you like our <laughs> logo, then you should uh, check out Justin Kizon. He's the guy who drew it. Uh, he's on Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com. That's yeah, a that's website a for nerd talk words. <laughs> That's, I'm sure that's what their description says in the official that's, description. That's in the byline. Yeah. Uh, if, if you like podcasts, you should also check out Shut Up, Leonard, which is the podcast that I do with Matt Benson, where we talk about community. <laughs> Thank you, Leonard. Uh, <laughs> uh, community is a great TV show, and if you like that show, you should listen to this podcast. Shut Up, Leonard. Uh, another podcast that I do is called Pick Your Path. It's a choose-your-own-adventure podcast, which means that uh, uh, myself, Matt Benson, and David King, we write original choose-your-own-adventure-style stories, which are then turned into audio adventures, uh, so much like an audiobook. Uh, this is a, a, a choose-your-own-adventure uh, you know, story with chapters, like a, like a real book, and you listen to it with your ears. Go figure. These things? Yeah. So go huh. to pick, uh, benvnetwork.com slash PYP, or on Twitter, at PickYourPod. Go check you know, those out. You know, that's the best podcast that I haven't listened to, you know. Yeah, that's a crime. Especially because yeah. you do have a, an iPhone. I know. I, which I iPhones play those things perfectly. Enhanced podcasts, they work best with iPhones, which is, uh, which is sad because uh, I do not have an iPhone. I, I have an iPad, not Aww. an iPhone. Anyway, huh. yeah, feel sad for me. I don't have a one piece of technology for the love of God. Uh, if Tom was here, he'd tell you about optograb.org and readwave.com and all of his short stories on Amazon and Smashwords. Uh, Jordan? Uh, I do a little bit of streaming every Saturday. Uh, I'm in a new living situation. It's, uh, if, you, if you are my friend on Facebook, you might be seeing my prison-like pictures that I've been posting. Um, but the internet here may not be the best. I'm going to try streaming this Saturday. It's going to be a bit of a dry run. I will, of course, be streaming Fallout 4. Um, but if my internet's not up to snuff, I might not be streaming for the rest of my trip, which uh, is going to be a long one. So, um, Jordan, can I ask, are you in a bunk bed? Uh, I am in a bunk bed. Is Thank that conducive to your, to your nature? Um, for my broken neck, bad back, and um, height, it is... Interesting. Uh, I didn't feel too good when I woke up this morning, but I have it on good authority. I will be getting a different bed in the coming weeks. So, well, okay, that that uh, should be good. I'm I'm really holding out for you there. Yeah, uh, 
So what's that website? Did you say the website yet? It's on uh, GamerAssaultWeekly.com is uh, the website that I'm affiliated with. But uh, for the link for where I'll be streaming, it'll be twitch.tv backslash GamerAssaultWeekly. And that's all one word. Um, You should check out the website, too. We've got a bunch of content. I know that uh, one of our guys, he just finished his Fallout 4 review. Mm -hmm. Uh, He got it done tonight, so that way it'll be published tomorrow, so you guys can check that out. And um, definitely come by even when it's not Saturday, because we are streaming nearly every day. There's going to be a lot of Fallout. There's going to be some Rise of the Tomb Raider. There's going to be some Call of Duty Black Ops. Pretty much anything you're interested in, you'll find something you like, if you like video games. And, of course, uh, our very own Adam Calise. He streams with you. Yeah, friend of the show. Uh, sometimes guest. Yeah, he uh, he's there pretty much every Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah. And, and he's actually been streaming with Vanessa, our, he's, our he's, he's been CEO writing. and founder. He wrote. Yeah, he's been, he's been doing good stuff. He's been uh, he's been getting more done at the website. It's good. It's good times. You know, it, definitely come by and check it out. All right, Matt. What do you have to promote? Myself. I'm wonderful. You're welcome. We we no, should start think, an FML league. I don't league. think you need. Uh, oh, you guys should. You guys should definitely start your own league. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Matt needs any promotion. He's a swell guy. Yeah. He's just he's here and it's great. Uh, you should check out all the great shows on the Benview Network. That's BenviewNetwork.com. You can check out shows like Benview on Spielberg. You can check out shows like uh, Popsicles, like Radio Brendo Man, Comic Nerds Unite, uh, Extra Damage. They just did their streaming for Extra Life. Huh? That's a thing nice. that Jordan knows about, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, Gamer Salt Weekly uh, raised just over a grand. That's nice. Good stuff. Good. So, yeah, I think good. extra damage uh, they raised like over two thousand, but nice. Uh, not the. I don't think it's a competition because it's all charity. No. Yeah, we're all we're all on the same team. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was the most they'd ever raised, so it was really like uh, exciting for them. Yeah, this is only our second year in a <clears throat> row doing it, so mm. we're we're building steam. Mm. Uh, so anyway, uh, go check all the great shows out. BenviewNetwork.com. Uh, you could check out our personal website, nvpodcast.com, but it's all part of the Benview Network. Email us, nvpodcast at gmail.com, and on Twitter, at nvpodcast. And my personal Twitter is at podcasterandrew. Jordan, do you have a Twitter? I'm, yeah, I'm at truevalk. You can follow me for uh, adorable animal gifts and uh, sometimes uh, feminist messages. Then I better <laughs> unfollow you because I'm just super anti all those things. <laughs> Oh, how, I'm sorry. I'm there for the poetry, Jordan. He loves James Bond for crying out loud. Well, I have I have some time on my own, so uh, I'll probably I'm going to spend some time because uh, a little a little view into my world. I I will be by myself for days at a time, so yeah. I'll have I'll have some time to uh, reflect and maybe get some writing done. Or you could finally go see all the movies. Uh, there's that too, but I won't have a car, so. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I I think you're on Twitter sometimes. Yeah, I'm occasionally retweeting stuff that's mainly baseball related. What's your Twitter? Grissom on the run. That sounds like a show. It it it, it will be, very sh- very shortly it will be. You released the pilot. Let's call it that. Uh huh. <laughs> episode zero. Also, the final episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm kidding. It was a special. Uh-huh. It was a one-off. Uh, anyway, go check all those out. Follow us on all the places. And now it is time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. Who's ending guessing first Ing. Me. Yay.
<laughs> by the Sea, directed by Angelina Jolie, starring Angelina Jolie and Angelina Jolie and Angelina Jolie and, and Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt Jolie and Brad uh, Pitt Jolie. Yeah. Jolie Pitt. Uh, Jolie Pitt. Uh, set in France during the 1970s, Angelina Jolie, a former dancer, and her husband, Angelina Jolie, an American writer, travel the country together. They seem to be growing apart, but when they linger in one quiet seaside town, they begin to draw close to some of its more vibrant inhabitants, such as a local bar slash cafe keeper and a hotel owner. Before I get into this, That's can, like, can I just... Huh. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, that's like, uh, Matt, do you remember that Gilmore Girls thing where it was um, cart kiosk, cart kiosk? <laughs> yes. It's because it, they're referring to both. Uh, the, okay, uh, there's three things. A cart, a kiosk, and then a hybrid, a cart kiosk. So you need a permit for the, for, you need the cart kiosk, cart kiosk permit. <laughs> okay, go on, Jordan. I'm sorry. Uh, what's that Hemingway story, uh, Matt, where it's the two people waiting at a train station? Ooh, oh, elephants. Something elephants? Yeah, uh, hills like elephants. There you go. Yeah. When they were waiting at the um, at the train station, that it, that whole scene made me feel like that that short story. When they were sitting there in the desert. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, right. Sorry. In, you're you're referring to Spectre right now. Yes, I am. I was like, Sorry. I haven't even seen that trailer. What like, are you talking how, about? How did you see By the Sea, Jordan? No, 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 no. I'm talking about Spectre because okay. it just it just hit me. Writing about the uh, reading about this just uh-huh. reminded me of like, this looks like a Hemingway scene. Yeah. It was, it, I mean, it, it, it was when the car pulled up, it looked like a, an insane, what, like, what's going to happen now scene. Anyway. Uh-huh. It just it just strikes me of just how every scene in that movie, even though it's an action film, was very beautiful. Mm. So we're we're really teasing people to go check out all the discussion. Yeah, please do. Uh, so uh, Angelina Jolie is uh, in France, and she's there with her husband. And um, obviously, everything is very chaotic. If anyone has seen the trailer for this film. Um, it's it's meant to look very intense, and uh, throughout the whole film, they're having trouble communicating. They're they're distant. They're spending time apart when they're together. They argue, and um, at the very end of the film, everything comes to a head. And there's this big sand. They're breaking everything in their hotel room, and and there's even a point where they're like pushing each other around. It's getting physical, and uh, whereas in Mister and Mister. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, it was, you know, kind of sexy and, and, and kind of crazy, everything that was happening. And this, it's, it's kind of frightening. And um, you don't really know who's in the right because of the, the way they're, they're having their arguments. And uh, it's super intense. And they're about, to, you know, they're on the balcony and they're both on the edge. And um, you find out that the whole argument has been um, that it's because they don't know if they turned off the oven. And it's, it's the 70s. <laughs> And they don't have a cell phone. They don't have anyone to call. And this one tiny thing has just planted a seed in their relationship. And it just, it's tearing them apart. I don't know why that cracked me up so hard. That's my clapping for you. Good job. That cracked me up. Because it's the 70s. They can't just call the house. Okay. Matt, you're next. And also, let me just say, I literally looked at the title just now and thought, oh, I came up with a good guest ending that only I will understand. But you go ahead. All right. So I picked Love the Coopers, 
directed by Jesse Nelson, starring Olivia Wilde, Amanda Seyfried, Marissa Tomei, and Diane Keaton. Those when people. F- those are people. Lady people. Yeah. Uh, There's well, no men in this film. It's a very sexist affair. Can I, can I tell you one person who's in this film that is not on this list and that shocks me? Is it uh, Christoph Waltz? No, John Goodman. Oh, oh yeah, he is in this movie. He's the, like the elder Cooper, and uh, <laughs> he's not in this list of character names. That's insane to me. Um, okay. <laughs> when four generations of the Cooper clan come together for their annual Christmas Eve celebration, a series of unexpected visitors, unlikely events, turn the night upside down, leading them all toward a surprising rediscovery of family bonds and the spirit of the holiday. All right, so there's this Cooper clan, and, you know, they, uh, they've been around for a while. They're real happy. They do their family things always on Christmas Eve. Um, they're, it's, a, it's a small clan, these Coopers, and this uh, larger clan uh, comes. They're the unexpected visitors. They're the Martins. They're, they don't tell you that. But uh, the Martins come, and uh, they're they're bigger, larger, and a little more rambunctious, and uh, and they they compete in the in the evening. Uh, they have some like races, you might say. It's a, a race between uh, Coopers and Martins, and uh, the winner gets a a, a bond if you will, some sort of bonds. Um, and uh, they, it's a race for a bond that uh, will save the holiday. I don't know. It was, it was, in my head, I had something funny about uh, Mini Coopers and Aston Martins. Oh. It, it didn't work out. <laughs> Mini Cooper. I uh-huh. missed the Mini. I, I couldn't figure out what the Cooper was. Martin. I got Aston Martin. Yeah. When you said Bond, I was like, okay, Aston Martin. I got that. I, got that. I, was, I was doing things there, but not that well. You did the words. All right. Words happen. <laughs> I'm going to guess the ending for Entertainment, which was directed by Rick Alverson, starring Ty Sheridan, Michael Sarah, Lotta Verbeek, and John C. Riley. This is not a biopic about a magazine? No. Oh, okay. Because it's not weekly. Mm. It's not or tonight. Or tonight, even. Okay. En route to meet his estranged daughter and attempting to revive his dwindling career. A broken, aging comedian plays a string of dead-end shows in the Mojave Desert. All right, so uh, this comedian, he is traveling through the desert, and he has a couple of stops. Uh, And these are really the only shows that he he could work on this timeline. And the last show, it actually works out where uh, it's it's close to where his his daughter uh, was last living, and so he manages to contact uh, the daughter, uh, but only through a letter, uh, strangely enough. And so the letter comes back and says, um, "Yeah, we have a lot to talk about, uh, uh, Dad. Uh, come on by." And so uh, the thing about his career as a comedian is that he's not as funny as he used to be because all his material was based on how he was bad at raising his daughter. And now that his daughter is estranged, he has like no material on that. And people actually like that material, even though it was like kind of sad. But, you know, he was kind of a sad sack comedian. And so a lot of his new material is no good. And so, you know, that kind of bums him out. 
and he goes on a lot of different you know goes to a lot of different places he, i mean in the desert of course uh, but it's like three or four different clubs uh you know we kind of get a, a that snapshot life of a you know a comedian traveling and he sees kind of all the sad things that are going on in the world but then finally he gets to the place where the daughter lives uh and he goes over to where the daughter is living uh the daughter opens the door and it's not the daughter it's the daughter has become the son that is what oh. that was a, a big secret that the that the daughter didn't want to talk about over a letter or something it was like just come see me and see what you think and uh you know what uh surprisingly uh the father is very he he's like yeah this is okay i i understand and you know what i'm glad that you feel good now and then leaving leaving the now son and uh doing new material the new material is great because it's about this new relationship with the with the son oh cool yeah so it does revive his career take that funny people not in a way that he expected though um do you want to know what i find most interesting about this film what there's a actress in this film uh-huh. who only has one name. Okay. It is Bectoria. Oh, oh that's that's great. Yeah, She's I got that singer, at the hospital. Songwriter and actress, uh, born in Burma, mm-hmm. educated in England, and she is credited as playing Bikini Girl. <laughs> so. You know, sometimes IMDb credits are delightful. Yeah, you get stuff was- like. Like oh, that, door. where it's this is not a character title. Like this is—is is that really in the credits? IMDb. Do you really says? know that IMDb? I don't know. Bikini girl. <laughs> and is there really only one? That's it. It says that's her name. It it linked to her Wikipedia page, and yeah, her name's Victoria. Uh, She's anyway, a singer songwriter. We can now finish the or end the guessing. That's the way you Yay. say. Yay. We've ended the guessing. Uh, if any of those endings are correct, let us know. I don't know what we're going to review, Jordan. This is a real... That's a weird week. This is a real bag of nuts or something. I don't know how mm-hmm. to describe it. Where's the uh, Where's the Oscar movies? Because uh, now I really want to see Entertainment, but it's in limited release. Right. And uh, I don't know. Which, I don't even yeah, know what the situation is like out here. Yeah, you're going to have difficulty seeing anything that's in limited release. Uh, unless you have like an art theater near you. Yeah, I'll, I'll look. Uh, but even I think by the sea might be too like weird and, and, uh, small for, you know, mainstream America. Jordan's doing his mainstream America tour. Yeah. Uh, he's basically driving around with an American flag and seeing what reaction he gets. Yeah. But I've got a, I've got a, uh, a bunk bed in my pickup truck. Yeah. 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 Driving around. Yeah. Well, you're driving at, uh, uh, one of those, uh, uh, RVs. Yeah. Yeah. With bunk beds in it. With a bunk bed in it. (laughs) Uh yeah, <laughs> sorry. That's a really great visual. A bunk bed in an RV. Uh, so I don't know. We might review something that already came out. Uh, we'll make some decisions when the time comes. Yeah, we'll let you know. Uh, but uh, we will be back next week. Uh, also, how did we get through this whole episode without making a big deal about this being our two fiftieth? Well, I think I think it's just because we were so enamored with Spectre. I, yeah, Spectre was so good. We just uh, wanted to get hard. right into that Spectre talk. It's hard to talk about anything else. But yeah, this is a big 250. Mm-hmm. We did it, guys. Yep. Now we made it. What's 250 divided by 10? 25. 25. 
on 25. What? I did math, guys. <laughs> okay. That's enough of that. You can't take his catchphrase. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next week. We'll be reviewing something. It could be anything. It could be everything. Uh, but yeah, we just write, we just might review every movie ever. Yeah. So buckle up, because that's, that's going to be a long episode. If you thought our out. Halloween special was long, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's going to come out in 5,000 smaller episodes. <laughs> There's so many more than 5,000 films, though, Jordan. I know, but... but I mean, each of those episodes is going to be about four hours long. So you know, they release like three hundred movies a year now. Oh, don't don't do that to me. <laughs> you know, somehow I knew that would trouble you. I yeah. just wanted to see how on how top much. of TV just, shows. Oh no! Just, you just mentioned yeah. and all those video games. You don't look. I'm I'm surviving because I have a console here. But don't make me think about my DVR slowly filling up in my absence. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll be back next week uh, with a new film review, a new episode, uh, a new everything. Uh, I'll get a new voice. Let me try one out right now. All right, guys. And this has been Nerds I Have You. I'm it. like a little weirdo now. Jeff <laughs> 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 Goldblum weirdo. Yeah, it's a, a small Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> small Jeff Goldblum. Oh my god, okay. Can we just wrap this up? This has been episode 250 of Nerds Eye View. Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm Matthew. And I'm Jordan. Remember, listeners, usually you need to be wary of suited dudes, but sometimes you might fall in love with one that's going to save your life. Jordan, you want to play a game? Jordan says he's not even on Skype line. How dare he not even be on the Skype line? Hardware instructions. Insert your smartphone into the pit bowl and then close the cover. And you click next. Save and continue. Oh, it's the same thing. It's the same. You can click full screen or however you love, however you want to do. Alright. Select platform. PlayStation 4. Scanning for devices. No devices found. Please check your Fallout 4 gameplay settings. It's time for that discussion. Put on your on your spec spec spectacles. Your spectre glasses? Yeah. Spectre glasses, which are called spectacles. This is Inspector Vision. Yeah. My goodness. Uh, can I begin? Uh, can I do a preface to this discussion? <laughs> sure. This is, uh, so I listened to James Bonding, a fantastic mm-hmm. podcast by Matt Gourley and Matt Myra, uh, which everyone... Oh, ev- friend of the show. Friends <laughs> sure, of the show. friends of the show. No relation to me, well, no, Matt, Matt Esposito. Matt Gourley is half of a, is a friend of the show. I don't even know. We, we see him at Pistol Shrimps. It, it's exciting. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so they, they had, before Spectre came out, they had some theories, and one of the theories that they had was that this is somehow a straight remake of... Um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, which you'll recall I referenced in the review because that one's famous mm-hmm. because that's when Bond gets married. And uh, just the way that everyone was talking leading up into this film, uh, you know, and if you'd heard the, the theme song, which we didn't even talk about in the review, but that's, the, I like that song now. Uh, it kind of hints that Bond falls in love. Uh, mm-hmm. And when you watch this movie, you're like, oh, wow, he, I think he kind of does fall in love, like for real again. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. And the way that this film also ends is like, I think he's making his choice. Anyway, but their, con- they, their theory was that it was a, a remake of Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which is the one where uh, he gets married and all that. And also, I think this film, even if it's not a straight remake of that, which it really isn't, uh, it does a lot of references to it somehow. Like, um, a big part of that film was uh, Blofeld. Uh, he had a secret resort uh, in the in a spa resort where he claimed to cure people of their allergies. And mm-hmm. it was all hot women, of course, in this spa resort. They, they were being cured of their allergies. But also, they were being trained assassins. And uh, as part of their hypnotizing them to not be allergic to things, they were being hypnotized to carry out kill commands with like secret codes and stuff. And uh, Bond infiltrates that. Um, And like the only reason why he's able to get in is because he has like this whole backstory about how he's related to like a, a member of some kind of ancient, you know, like a, like a royalty line. And it's, it was like, uh, so, okay. So to draw the parallels there. So when inspector, when Bond goes to find Mr. White's daughter, she is working at a spa in the snow and that right. when Bond walks up to that, I thought it was an exact replica, like a modernized replica of the one. Like if you go back and watch on her Majesty's secret service, they, I think they did a very similar building shape and that had to have been on purpose. Uh, and, uh, and then, um, the whole thing about, um, in that, so Bond, I remember in Honor Manager's Secret Service, there's like a whole speech that Bond gives to Blofeld about like names, like last names and like bloodlines. And there's a whole thing about the mother, like the mother's maiden name or something. And that's mm-hmm. the big reveal in this one, Inspector, when he finally says, when Christoph Waltz, <laughs> so he, he was, um, he was born, what was his name before? Before he was Blofeld? Oh shit, I forgot. It was, um, Hans Gruber? No, no, Franz. Hans or Franz? I can't it's remember like, which one. It's Oberhauser. Yeah. He was Ob- Hans Oberhauser or Franz. Franz. One, the daughter, the, there was a father and son. The spa, Han- does look diff- the spa does look similar. Yeah. And, uh, but he, Oberhauser, when he fakes his death, he comes back and he says, my name is Ernst Stavro Blofeld. It's my mother's maiden name. And I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, like they are referencing on Her Majesty's Service again by having Blofeld be like weirdly obsessed with, you know, g- genetic names or whatever. Uh, oh, man, I love it so much. And I don't think it's ever been um, in the canon before that Blofeld is James Bond's like half brother. Half brother, something like that, right? Like that's so uh, step, crazy. Stepbrother, because his dad took care of him when his parents died because at the end of Skyfall you see James Bond's old house oh yeah and his family were like noblemen in Scotland in Scotland or something they had this huge manor Um, so I mean there is kind of like a royalty thing happening there too Mm -hmm. yeah it's always been canonical that Bond's parents died uh, and this one's you know solidifies it that they died in a um, in a uh, avalanche or whatever what are you reading oh no you were right you're reading trivia Franz Franz Oberhauser yeah um, and I kind of love that not only does Blofeld hate Bond, you know, for, you know, he's Spectre and he's MI, you know, uh, five or six or whatever, uh, but also because of this weird familial connection. It's so insane. Well, he does a whole speech about how 
uh, when when his father was taking care of him that his father said that he should call him his brother and that uh, he could tell that him and his father were establishing this connection and because of that um, he killed his own father yeah well w- what happens when you know an egg comes into a nest what does he say that was so great when he said when a cuckoo a cuckoo comes into a nest what does it do to the other eggs it pushes them out and he's he so he called bond the cuckoo yeah so that's why he he makes this weird bird call at him the whole movie and he doesn't Ugh. it's not explained why until the end why, why, why does christoph waltz get cool lines like that you know like cool you know analogies well I, oh okay everything that christoph waltz says in this film is amazing yes when they walk into that weird room and there's like a meteorite and he says what what is that in the middle like he's like asking them what it is like to explain what that meteorite is he's like it traveled all this way and it was always going to collide here and it's like and that's what that's what's happened now like we have collided <laughs> like i love it i love bond's response to it too what does he say i can't remember something like uh, um Something about like yeah, but the stops but here. But the Earth did stop it. Oh, but the yeah. Earth did stop it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's some good. He's got Bond's got all the good quips in this one. Uh, even I love uh, like in the beginning when he's really like smarmy to everyone, like to to M and to Q and and the, so he's saying to M like uh, yes sir, like he's saying sir a lot. Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. I think like it's you know he's supposed to, but the way he's saying it is so like f off. Yeah. It's like that that conversation that. Uh, that uh what's his face uh why am i why am i blanking on letters m m and uh there's m there's q and and c c <laughs> m, m and c when they're having their it's so english just back and oh forth my being God. but they're he's just like i, I hate you that's mm-hmm. essentially what he's saying in it, and it's really good i love that so bond called him c he said don't call me c and then everyone's like yeah you're c <laughs> what are you doing you're c Shut I, up. I really wanted hey, to bond said you're c so you're c now you're c. my my I feel like the way he says sir is the same way like um, a stepdad will be like call me dad but if <laughs> if the kid ever calls him dad it's going to be with an attitude where M is this is the new M but he's never going to replace the old M well, yeah, so I, that's how he's saying sir I definitely like, you love know, you're never going to be gold enough I love that and I love later on when when uh, M comes in and it's like, what are we going to do? We've got to take care of this. That's when Bond like fully respects him. That's when Bond looks, oh. to, looks to him and he says, M, let's do this. M is great in this film. Yeah. Everyone's great in this film. There's not yeah. one bad performance. It's, 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 it's uh, so good. Do, do we think Monica Bellucci was good? Yeah. I thought she was okay. Yeah. Well, that's the other. There's another whole connection there going on. with. Um, so on Her Majesty's Secret Service, um, it was something like bond needed help from a bad guy and so um and that's how he fell in love with the daughter and that's who he got married to and so this one he has to go to mr white right who's a bad guy for help and then he falls in love with his daughter like there's on her majesty's secret service this is not a remake of that but it definitely uses a lot of the good ideas from that film Mm. which is crazy uh oh but the other i can't remember which film i don't know if either you recall there is there is a bond film where it opens with um, Bond goes, oh, it's Bond's funeral. It's You Only Live Twice. Yeah. And so he ends up following the widower back to the house, and it turns out it's a man. But I kind of love, I love that it's, it's, this is like not that at all, but it's still like, I like how Bond has to, you know, keep doing fake funerals or going to funerals. Like it's kind of like a fun, it's a fun spy thing <laughs> where you have to do weird funeral tricks. Oh, and I mean, we didn't say at all in the review because we didn't want to spoil anything. 
but I think the, the for me, I was so delighted when uh, Bond reveals why he's on his secret mission. Oh yeah, it M's was, M's video message. M's final message. Yeah, that like, was so. And good. it's not. It, it's not even like. It's not like oh, this is the secret to everything. It's no, go kill this guy for me. Yeah, and then also go to his funeral. Go to the funeral. And it's like, whoa. That means that, like, M knew a lot about Spectre, but couldn't, maybe well, couldn't do anything? Either, yeah, she either couldn't do anything or maybe just had a lot of didn't pieces. Didn't have the proof. Yeah. Huh? Oh, didn't have the proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would be, this would be the proof. But she wanted to make sure, even if she died, she wanted to make sure that someone found it. And she knew that she could trust Bond. And maybe, maybe it, it might have been even more than just that she trusted Bond. Mm-hmm. Maybe she knew more about his past than well, than she was letting on. Yeah, that that's, she knew that there was a possible connection. That's some crazy stuff. That's some crazy stuff. Yeah, I this movie's so good. I I, I love this entire series because it really humanized Bond. Mm-hmm. You know, it was more, instead of just being an, an action spy character into like he has he's a real dude you know i i think i had the most joy in my heart and on my face when this film opened in uh mexico city in the in the whole sequence where oh, it's so gorgeous he goes up that elevator he takes off oh, his mask man. uh we think oh he's got that lady and then she goes where are you going turns around boom he goes out the window boom he's walking across the roof and it's so beautifully shot oh yeah like this movie opens that, gorgeously. I've I it's been a long time since I've seen a scene that beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. It just starts out. That's how, you know, an action movie it should just start out real quick pace, mm-hmm. get to the action. Um I, I thought the helicopter thing went a little too long and I was just laughing at what what people would just stand there and point at the helicopter instead of getting the heck out of the way like I don't know. know, there was a big crowd. Yeah. Where were they going to go? Because, I mean, the extras got it. Like, they were pointing, like, oh, crap, look at the helicopter. Yeah. No, eventually you, you just run. Book it. Yeah, but sometimes you're just hitting walls of people because the people at the edge of that of that pantheon wouldn't know to move. Yeah, it's a... But that's a great opener. I kind of wish the um, the lady in that would have more to do. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like she was built up in the press releases or whatever as kind of more than what she was. Oh, that elevator lady? Yeah. Oh. And then I, I almost feel the same about Monica Bellucci because I feel like they played her up a lot in the press saying like, oh, she's the, you know, the oldest Bond girl or whatever. Um, yeah. which, but she, but they're, they're both just in one scene. Yeah. Monica Bellucci is like, she's important to the plot, but she kind of just shows up and goes away. She's not very consequential to what goes on. Um, but I do kind of enjoy her scene, like where she, she knows that the specter is going to kill her. And so she walks into the house, grabs a drink, just keeps walking and knows that she's going to get shot. And then when Bond saves her, she's like really mad at him. She's like, you know, if they don't kill me, someone else will. Why did you even bother killing them? That's so crazy. Uh, It just speaks to how dangerous and Mm -hmm. specter really is. And yeah. I, oh my goodness. And even though like it's in the trailer, when Bond goes to that meeting, and then, uh, and then, uh, I'm glad I didn't yeah. see that. 
Wait. Yeah, the trailer did show a lot from that scene, but it still felt tense. Oh, it's still, wow. Oh, when he when he says when he says now it all makes sense. Welcome, James. It's like oh my god. I, I didn't think he was gonna get called out like that. It, it just thought it was it, this like it, it made you feel like Bond is vulnerable. He doesn't have mm. all the assets that he sh- normally would have. He doesn't have the intelligence that he uh, or, or readily available to him. Mm-hmm. And and it, so it makes him vulnerable, and and it adds to the tension. And it was I, that that entire scene with the meeting was really good, I, especially because I like that it set up like Hinks like his his it's his finishing move. If I oh can, my God. you know, the thumbs, the metal thumbs. Yeah, and and Oof. so like any good like villain, mm-hmm. um, you know, you you introduce him doing something heinous. And so that way, when the the time comes again, um, when he's fighting the the hero, you know you you see that, that he's gonna do that maneuver, and you're like, oh God, no, don't let him, don't let him, and then you know he Bond gets out of it, but it's it's gruesome. Yeah, oh, I really boy. only have one complaint about the whole film. Well, it better be a good one. And <laughs> it's totally not believable. Has everything planned so well, right? Yeah, yeah, but. We get to that scene where he's strapped to the chair. Yeah. And he's surgically pinpointing parts of his brain to do certain things. Or just nerves. Yeah. It's crazy. And the first one was a nerve one, but then mm-hmm. the second one was something that's supposed to destroy his, uh, Facial his brain's ability, his memory center's ability to recognize faces. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't get stopped. It happens. So why is Bond not affected? It's well, never I, explained. No, I mean, it kind of, there's the lead up to that is, um, Blofeld says, if this works properly. Mm. So I think he hasn't been able to test it on a lot of people. And just because yeah. of the way Bond is able to move just a little bit in the chair, uh, that perhaps it missed just that much. Or you can believe in love. I mean, most of us believe in love, Jordan. Come on. Yeah, well, I had my heart <laughs> broken, so it's going to take some time. <laughs> Oh, anyway, the no, I think um, I I was kind of I mean I I'm gonna say I'm torn on that whole torture scene as well because uh, part of me thinks that's crazy and I love that Blofeld has this insane torture machine that perhaps mm-hmm. he's built only for Bond. Right. I, I can't imagine who else he's bringing in that room because from the way that the people on the grounds talk, it's like no one gets to come here. This is not a place where people come to. This is a place where people, where Blofeld is and where the workers are. Do you think Mr. White saw that? Saw what? The the compound? Yeah. Mr. White might have seen the compound. Yeah. That's believable. I, I loved, I loved. No, I, don't, I don't think so because when we're in that secret room in um, oh, yeah. La, La Americana. La Americana. Uh, uh, Mr. White's looking for that place. Oh, that's, He's but trying to he find, find it. it? He doesn't know where it is. I thought he found it. But he didn't ever no, get to go there. Maybe. The, the whole the whole point was he was coming there every year and mm-hmm. doing work in secret and looking across all of these places all over the globe and that he hadn't found it yet. And what they did when they went into that room was finish his work oh, and they finally right. found the last spot. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So he never did make it there. Wow. That, comp- that compound was crazy though. Right. Uh, but yeah, the torture scene. Like I'm kind of bothered by the whole the first point that he hits him he says we'll make it so that you're dizzy all the time or something 
And at whether or not that, I mean, does he mean temporarily or does he mean like forever? Because that seems like that's not quite a thing that you can recover from. Like it messes his equilibrium oh. up or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's something because if if it's true that those things are supposed to happen to him, mm-hmm. the next scene where he escapes and just murders everyone in the cop house, he should just makes be no falling sense. down. Yeah, Like a badass. <laughs> oh, my God. You give Bond one gun and he takes care of it. Yeah. I mean, he he blew up that compound with one gun. My only right. complaint about that compound huh. is it looked like something out of like the seventies Bond. Like, it, why is it, you're? It's so hot out there. Why not cover it? You know. <laughs> but I, I I don't know. If maybe that just makes it more noticeable on a satellite. I don't know. Perhaps. Perhaps. I loved. I loved that compound. I loved they, they yeah, like, that was the only thing that really bothered me. Everything else I really loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I want to talk about. Um. I had been hearing some internet complaints about similarities between this film and the most recent Mission Impossible film, Rogue Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you talking about? No one took off a mask. Exactly. What I'd like to say to that is, I think, something that we've already touched on, even in the regular review, which is that Bond has been building up this storyline since the beginning, as, as Jordan well pointed out. Uh, and it had been a past Bond storyline, the whole uh, an equal but opposite force that you know fights, fights for evil, in a sense. Um, and so Mission Impossible stole from Bond. Let's be real. Yeah. Can we all agree on that? Yeah. I feel like it really did. Uh, I'm glad, like, there's no Blofeld history of, or like, oh, he wanted to be a spy, but, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah, that's, that's probably too similar to Skyfall. Yeah. Yeah, if they tried to do something like that. I mean, I think it's already crazy enough that he's, he's not related to, but, like, has a history. A personal yeah. bond is a personal history with Blofeld. Uh, yeah, that's that's so crazy. I love it. And, so and we get that too because he sees him at the meeting and immediately knows that it's him. Well, no, he sees him at the funeral. Yeah, he sees him. Remember, he kind of turns. He sees just ever so he sees slightly. The back, he sees. So, well, he, you're right. He does see the back of his head, and he gets this. We can tell there's this recognition. Yeah. Where he he's having this feeling, looking at this person. It's either a recognition and or a then feeling. Then we get of... the. Uh, a similar response from Blofeld mm-hmm. where he can kind of feel himself being watched and maybe he even knows that Bond is there. Yeah. Um, so that's why he leaves so suddenly. Yeah. But after that meeting, that's when he tells Moneypenny to look up that guy's name. Yeah, yeah, And he, yeah. Sa- he even says before and after his death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows immediately. After seeing that, after seeing his face that one time, he knows who it is. Mm. Bond is so smart. What did... Uh, James Bond for president. What? <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm very distracted. Um, what is it? What is the stupid thing C called? Where like, or what, did it have a name that like it was total surveillance or whatever? I don't think it had a special name. It didn't have a name or anything like that. I'm uh, nine eyes. Oh, nine eyes. There you go. I thought it had a. Uh, it had a dumb name. Yes. Um, because it was nine countries. Nine countries. Uh, I'm glad that didn't like. Oh, oh! Bond wasn't able to stop it, and then like you know, like there could have been some dumb thing where like uh, he blows up a satellite, and then that deactivates. That's so nineties. The greatest part is that's Bond has nothing to do with that. Is we have two Mm storylines happening at the same time that are completely connected. We've got Money Penny and Q and M kicking ass in London and taking James Bond is yeah. They're I really want to call him up. A, you know, cunt. I really oh my want goodness! Him to when so when he said, uh, "Now I know what C stands for." Oh boy! I thought, "How British is this going to get?" Uh huh. How about you, Jordan? Did you think he was going to say? I, th- I thought he was going to say coward. See, oh. see you next Tuesday. Yeah, he says uh, careless. 
Okay. As in the whisper. I thought he was going to say coward. Yeah, I definitely thought what Matt just thought. Anyway, uh, the whole, this whole, man, that's, that ending was so good. Uh, because it, it was kind of silly, like in the trailers, it shows, you know, the blown up, the still blown up, um, headquarters. And, and I was like, huh, how, why is that there? Uh, and that's something they talked about on James Bonding. They were like, that's weird that it's still there. And then when the film opens and say, oh yeah, it's scheduled for demolition. I was like, oh, that's good. That's a great visual reminder. And it's like, mm-hmm. and it has a purpose. And then in the final sequence, when it becomes completely integral to, to, to what Bond has to do. Yeah, the Joker's Playhouse, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, oh, my God. And, uh, That's how bingo. A bolt of joy hit me when Bond empties his gun into the bulletproof glass and then goes over, Blofeld turns, and he has the scar. Mm-hmm. The yeah. fresh scar. That, now we know what the the shattered glass inspector is from. Oh yeah, that, that glass in that scene. Mm-hmm. And but the scar, like Blofeld's scar, is so part of him, part of that old character. And so when he didn't, it didn't bother me so much that he didn't have a scar. I was like, oh, you know, Christoph Waltz. He, he, you know, they just want his face. He looks so good. And then they have a, you know, he gets away from the exploding compound, but he gets away with that scar. And mm-hmm. that is that's insane. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. I couldn't. I couldn't even believe that they they did it and it works. Yeah, it wasn't corny. It wasn't corny. It wasn't silly. Yeah, it wasn't just shoot in there. Mm-hmm. It was a good reveal. Mm. This movie was so good, and it was it was funny. I think we didn't talk enough about how funny it was. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I I think it just had the right amount of humor. Hmm. Um, you know, it starts at the beginning when he gets into the hotel room and goes from there mm-hmm. it's good yeah this, this and it's not, and it's not it's not campy it there's a uh, it's it teeters a little mm-hmm. bit you know but so so we've talked about the film as a whole mm-hmm. let's let's talk about the end what james oh. bond's choice so yeah so there's there's a, a big part of this plot is about whether or not bond wants to continue being a, a spy whether or not he wants to give it up for um what is her name even swan madeline, madeline swan yeah. I, I i don't even know if you guys remember but at one point he did give it up when he was shot in skyfall he was gone for months before he came back yeah i think he was just laying low though huh well i mean he was in a bar doing drinking competitions with a scorpion on his hand but yeah he was kind of laying low i mean he wasn't like it wasn't he was he wasn't giving it up because he was in love no he was just enjoying a vacation after he got shot <laughs> well and i think he also had a lot of trust issues after he was shot because yeah you know of how he was shot yeah uh but this is him wanting to give it up because of a, a woman because of you know love again after after the whole vesper lynn situation because uh, he's finally forget oh we have lost jordan jordan's gone by i don't by. know how that happened Thanks, Skype. Do you want to finish that thought or no? Thanks, Skype. I don't remember what I was saying two seconds ago. Because I had a... What did you have to say? I was very indifferent about the relationship. Oh, my mouse has stopped working. This is interesting. Is the computer shutting down? Is it freezing? Oh, no, the mouse is working again. I'm sorry, everyone who's listening. I don't know what's going on right now. (laughs) Skype literally just shut down. When the Skype falls... Good call. Good. Nice. I'm going to message Jordan, 
But what was I saying? Uh, giving up, you know, being a spy for love is very different. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, the whole Vesper Lind thing. He's coming back around. Yeah, my computer is shutting down. Weird. This is not good. Um, yeah. You know, I was very indifferent about like, okay, you're, you're going to have a relationship. Because he tries to avoid her at first, right? Um, Swan. Yeah. And and I thought, okay, you know, maybe there's some sort of MI6 code. Like, you don't sleep with uh, another agent's lady or daughter or something like that, or mm-hmm. mother. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows, what are, whatever you're into. Um, and so I, I like that. Okay, yeah, he, he's, he's avoiding it, he's avoiding it. And then, you know, finally he, he just can't give in or he can't resist in any further. But I, I don't know. I just... It kind of bothered me, but it also, story-wise, made sense. And, I mean, she even calls him on it and says, like, what do you think, I'm just going to be the damsel in distress, and now that you saved me, I'm going to fall into your arms? Mm -hmm. But even then, like, when she goes to bed, I'm like, I feel like she's just trying to tempt him. She's this little temptress. (laughs) And Bond is just trying to do his job. He's trying to fulfill M's final wishes. Yeah, and his promise to Mr. White. Uh Uh-huh. Um, oh, I'll look after your daughter, all right. Oh, bun. Yeah. Um, beast. Yeah, and I, I kind of enjoy that um, they don't initially, you know, get going. But then once they fight, uh, there's the fight on the train with Mr. Hinks, uh, which, you know, that's where he, that's where Hinks goes away. And I wish he didn't. Mm-hmm. I wish he came back for that final uh, helicopter fight. But anyway, uh, when they fight Mr. Hinks and they defeat him, and then she turns to him and says, now what do we do? I'm like, oh, I know what they do now. Yeah, just, yeah, cut, cut scene. Yeah, cut to the next scene and bam. Uh, oh, so uh, Jordan via Google Hangouts has now sent me a message. I'll read his message aloud. <laughs> Jordan says, uh, uh, to finish up the thoughts that we were going on, he said, other, uh, he says, I thought it made sense for him, for Bond, after coming to terms with what happened with Vesper uh, and knowing why all the women in his life were murdered because they were murdered by Blofeld. Blofeld kind of, as, as he says, I was the author of all your pain. So good. Which I think, yeah, that's a great line. So good. Uh, that's a real, that's a real goodie. Um, you know, the, the, do you want to continue on in that? Or I was no, just I have gonna... no idea. Keep you, you go ahead and talk. Um, the, the, immediately like right after i got out of this out of the theater i if you know i didn't have to go to work in like five hours i would have watched like what jordan did i would have watched all of them again because this just made me i was like i like that it it, like we mentioned um before the the spoilers that it, it gave you a little breadcrumbs of the other movies so you kind of understood the backstory but i just wanted to go further and further and watch the rest of them um, just so you can, so I can pick up more and, and, and just admire this entire, this entire, um, you know, series. Mm-hmm. So, so good. This, this last movie was amazing. Uh, all right. So I'm going to call, call that on discussion. Uh, uh, you know, if Jordan ever listens to this, uh, I'm sorry, Jordan, that we lost you. My computer is a big jerk. And I'm sorry, listener, that we lost Jordan. My computer is a big jerk. Uh, uh, but thanks for listening to this discussion. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>